Chapter Seven of Rescue Dog of the High Pass. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Rescue Dog of the High Pass by Jim Kilgard. The Hospice. The wind that screamed between the high peaks, which kept a grim vigil over both sides of St. Bernard Pass, proclaimed itself monarch. Man was the trespasser here, the wind said, and let who trespassed look to himself. The only kindness he could expect was a quick and painless death. This was the haunt of the elements. Overawed and more than a little afraid, Franz tried to speak to Father Benjamin, who was leading the way. The wind snatched the words from his teeth, whirled them off on its own wings, and hurled mocking echoes back into the boy's ears. Franz dropped a hand to the massive head of Caesar, who was pacing beside him, and found some comfort there. Franz thought back over the way they had come. The inn at Canteen, where he had passed the night with Father Benjamin, was not a half-hour's travel time behind them, and yet it was an entire world away. The inn was still civilization. This was a lost territory. The alpine meadows had given way to rocks and boulders, among which grew only moss and lichens. The wind was right, and no man belonged here. Franz shuddered. They had skirted chasms where a fall meant death. They had passed beneath rising cliffs, whereupon lay boulders so delicately balanced that it was almost as though an incautious breath would set them to rolling, and an avalanche with them. In the shadier places there had been a deep snow, and at no point was the permanent snow-line more than a few hundred yards above them. With a mighty effort Franz banished his fears and regained his self-control. This was the Grand St. Bernard Pass one of the easiest of all ways to cross the Alps. The altitude was only about 8,000 feet. When Franz stood on the summit of Little Sister, he had been almost a mile higher. The old, the crippled, and children used this pass regularly. Franz told himself that he had been overwhelmed by the reputation of the pass rather than by any real danger. It went without saying that so many perished here simply because so many came here the boy fastened his thoughts on practical matters supplies for the hospice father benjamin had told him were brought to canteen on mules and carried from there by monks and marineers it was not that mules were unable to reach the hospice something they did but at best it was a highly uncertain undertaking from about the middle of june until the autumn storms began the pass was considered safe enough so that rescue work might be halted during that period, but an unexpected blizzard might come at any time, and thus, though in due course the muleteer probably would be able to get his animals back down as long as they were marooned at the hospice, they'd be consuming valuable and hard-to-gather hay. Father Benjamin turned and spoke, and Franz heard clearly, "'We have a fine day for our journey.' Franz tried to answer, could not, and Father Benjamin smiled and waved him ahead. The boy grinned sheepishly. He should have remembered that it was almost impossible to speak against such a wind, but relatively easy to speak and be heard with it. He edged past Father Benjamin and said, 
indeed we have he was suddenly calm and no longer afraid this was no foreign land and was not a place of devils it was his homeland it was st bernard pass where of his own free will he had wanted to become a marineer he belonged here father benjamin put his mouth very close to franz's ear and shouted do you still think you have chosen well franz answered sincerely very well good father benjamin indicated that he wanted to pass and franz let him do so the monk turned to the ice-capped peaks on the right of the pass there are ranquelhorn zapathorn filroso and pizzorotundo he said then turning to the left there we see pizzo della lombreda pizzo tambo and pizzo del piani they will become your firm friends franz shouted they are already my friends when father benjamin frowned questioningly franz smiled to show that he understood and the pair went on the wind suddenly sang a song instead of snarling threats lowlanders who understood nothing except a warm sun might flinch from such weather but as father benjamin had said it was indeed a fine day if one happened to be a mountaineer presently father benjamin stopped again the hospice he said franz looked more than a little astonished he hadn't had the faintest notion of what he might expect but certainly it was not the massive fortress-like structure that though still long ways off seemed as prominent as any of the peaks presently the boy understood the hospice must be visible from as great a distance as possible many an exhausted traveller coming this far and sure he could go no farther would find the strength to do so if he could see a refuge father benjamin pointed out the principal buildings the chapel he said the refectory where meals are eaten and guests entertained the sleeping quarters the house of the dead franz looked questioningly at him and father benjamin explained the mortal remains of many who die in the snows are never claimed at first they were interred beneath the hospice floor now in the event someone will claim them some time they go into the house of the dead some have been there for a hundred years franz felt a proper awe a hundred years was a long time to be dead but to be dead a hundred years in a place such as this which was shunned by even the cliff and cold loving idlevice must indeed be dreadful franz consoled himself with the thought that the dead have no feeling no doubt those who rested in warm valleys and those who waited in this grim house would both awaken when gabriel blew his trumpet they drew nearer and franz saw a little lake from which the ice had not yet melted that was fitting and proper and altogether in keeping some of these alpine lakes were ice-free for fewer than thirty days out of the whole year then they came to a stable beneath one of the buildings and franz met his immediate superior he was as big as a mountain and bald as a hammer his eyes were blue as glacier ice that had been swept clean by the broom of the wind and at first glance they seemed even colder his face for all his size was strangely massive perhaps because of his very lack of other hair 
his curling moustaches seemed far longer than their eight inches for all the cold he wore only a sleeveless leather jacket on his upper body it hung open leaving his midriff chest and biceps bare rippling muscles furnished more than a hint of great strength franz thought at first glance that he was a dedicated man one who was absolutely devoted to his work for he treated father benjamin with vast respect anton father benjamin said i want you to meet the new marineer franz hale franz this is anton martek he will instruct you in your duties here is good to have you anton martek extended a hand the size of a small ham your dog work ya yeah? oh yes franz said eagerly see for yourself that he carries a pack even now caesar wagged up to anton martek who ruffled the dog's ears but continued to look at franz packing is not all of work he scowled is he a spit dog too a what franz wrinkled puzzled brows with a sweeping circle of his right arm anton offered a near-perfect imitation of a dog walking around and around while the meat on a spit roasted franz warmed to this huge man anton's ice was all on the outside inwardly he was gentle as the fawn of a chamois not yet franz said but i know we can teach him yeah said anton we teach him father benjamin laughed you two seem to be getting along very well together so i'll leave you alone anton said respectfully as you will father and turned to franz come franz followed him into the stable that was windowless except for rectangles of wood hung on wooden hinges that now swung open to admit the sunlight the place had a familiar smell the boy was unable to define until he remembered that same odor dominated his mother's kitchen and that it was the odor of complete cleanliness where are the cattle he asked anton replied down in the pasture down yeah you villagers bring them up we take them down there is no pasture here he led franz to a great pile of hay at one end of the stable and gestured you sleep here franz laid his pack down and relieved caesar of his not at all displeased there are as he knew from experience sleeping places not nearly as comfortable as a pile of hay we get you some more covers soon anton promised but for now there is work you will clean the stable but franz looked in bewilderment at the already spotless stable it is clean ha anton snorted he stalked to a rafter ran one huge finger along it discovered a tiny speck of dust and showed it to franz see you will clean the stable franz said meekly yes anton End of chapter 7